Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. You can't help but be where you're from. For a Mississippian, you see the magnolias and hear the blues, and you know where you are from. For a North Carolinian like my beloved, you taste the vinegar in the barbecue, and you feel the sand in the soil, and you know where you are from. And for a Kentuckian, especially one from Louisville, you hear the bugle play the call to the post and sing along to my old Kentucky home, and you know where you are from. And so being from the Derby City, even though my home is now among the Magnolias, I must admit to you this morning that I am instinctually shocked to see any of you in church this morning. (laughs) Not because I know what you did last night, but because nothing, not the Sunday after Easter, not the Sunday after Christmas, and perhaps even the Sunday after the day in the country, compares to the emptiness of the pews in Louisville, Kentucky this morning. (laughs) The day after Derby Day, Everyone is still in the bed. The silver lining for clergy folks is that sometimes you find a winning ticket in the collection plate this morning, but those are few and far between. So congratulations on being here today. As a Louisvillian, I indulged in a bit of nostalgia this week and read and listened to several stories about this year's derby, the the horses and the owners and the trainers. And And while one can pour over bloodlines and workout times before going to the betting window, I find much more interesting the human stories, the tales of the characters and ne'er-do-wells and rapscallions that make up the unseen side of the sport of kings. And as I consume these stories, I am always amazed at the amount of people and effort and logistical coordination that goes into running a racehorse. On the TV, it looks like one person and their steed but each one has dozens, if not hundreds, of people behind them. And I was fascinated this particular Derby week to read a story about a group of folks who work behind the scenes at the racetracks and how they travel throughout the country as the season travels, beginning in Louisiana and then going up to Arkansas and then Lexington and Louisville and Maryland and New York, and finally back down south again. It sounds exhausting, but one man who was interviewed said that he loved it and that he even tried to take a break, and after only a few weeks, he couldn't help but want to get back on the road again. So let's hold that image in our mind for a moment, because I want to get to today's gospel 
where we may find some similar ground, but it might take a moment to get there. Jesus says to us this morning, I am the vine and you are the branches. We find ourselves in the very heart of John's gospel and Jesus intones one of many I am statements. We heard him last week say, I am the good shepherd. And this week, I am the vine. And he will continue in other passages. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way and the truth and the life. And these evocative metaphors are meant not only to describe to us the scope and nature and mission of Jesus as our Messiah, But moreover, they're meant to remind us of that great I am. That moment in the third chapter of the book of Exodus where Moses encounters the burning bush and Moses dares to ask for God's name. And God replies, I am who I am. Jesus in these I am statements is not only saying who he is, but where he is from. And in today's statement, especially, I am the vine, Jesus is again speaking from that model, saying two things at once. For on one hand, Jesus is saying to us who we are meant to be as disciples, that as disciples of Christ, we are meant to embrace our call to bear much fruit and to bring that fruit out into the kingdom of God. And that kind of fruit, the fruit that we are called to bear, can be many different things. They can be a kind word in the aisle. They can be a note sent to someone in need. It can be a meal prepared for stew pot. And in keeping with the active relationship we are meant to have with our God, fruit can be questions or doubts, or fears. So both relationship and works can be part of our bearing fruit for our discipleship with Christ. But while we are the branches, we must not also, we must also remember that Jesus is the vine. And that by saying that he is the vine, he is saying much about how he gives much of himself to his disciples in the world. As my yard can attest, I am not a gardener in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I have quite the brown thumb. But I did a little research on vines this week, and I'm very proud of myself, and this is what I have learned. That in the correct climate... With the correct pruning and care, vines, grapevines can be voracious producers. And they garner all of the nutrients they possibly can out of the soil and they take, and take all of that energy in and bring them out to the branches. These are very giving organisms. And despite all that we might do, or someone like me might do to thwart their production. They continue to thrive and give. 
In Ellen and I's first house, in the back of the backyard, there was a, a vestige of the previous owner. He had left behind a grape arbor. And we did nothing to prune or take care of this plant, yet still, year after year, it still produced grapes, much to the delight of the squirrels and birds in our neighborhood. And it impressed me how this plant still gave of itself to produce fruit for its branches. And doesn't God, and doesn't God in Christ do the same for all of us? Through Christ's incarnation, through Christ's ministry, through Christ's horrific death on the cross, and Christ's glorious resurrection on the third day, does not God continue to give to all of us? As we as, as we as disciples are called to bear fruit, it is God that empowers us and enables us and energizes us to create that fruit. Like the cast of characters behind that racehorse or a football team or a cancer survivor. God is behind each and every one of us, coaching us and helping us and empowering us to do the great works that we have been called to do. For we have been called to bear much fruit, but the vine is constantly there to feed us. So always remember where you are from, whether that be Mississippi or Texas or Timbuktu. But remember also that you are of the vine. And as you bear fruit, as you do the good works that you have been called and designed to do, that God is behind you, feeding you, giving you all that you need, and being the generous God that loved us and created us to be his disciples. Amen.